Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick. And we got ourselves a Saints preview as the Giants, under Tommy DeVito, look to win four straight games. And I'll be honest, like, this Saints team does not strike, like, any fear in you, right? I, I feel like this should be a pick type game, especially with Chris Olave out, all that good stuff. Justin, how are you doing? Bobby Skinner, the New York football Giants are in a playoff hunt until they are not. And they are right now, and that still is the case. Man, this is another game where I'm, I'm trying to pull up the line right now. This is another game where last week it's like, yeah, I feel like the Giants, they, they have a shot at this, and the Packers were a much more hotter team. That line last week for a Giants home game was Packers minus six, or even Packers minus six and a half it might have got up to. Now, this is an away game in, in a tough environment, but Giants plus six and Saints minus six. I feel like that's another fishy, fishy line. And I kind of expect the Giants to win this game. Yeah, I don't, I'm not going to sit expect here and say, like, oh, a, like I'm, 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 I'm wild and crazy right now. I, wa- I want them to win. Maybe the line should be closer okay, than but that. If you, ask, if you ask me, like, Packers or Saints, which is the – like, I would say the Saints are a much easier win than 100%. the Packers. 100%. Vegas uh, has it this basically the same line because the Giants are a road team this time. That's why. Yeah. Yep. Uh, before we get into this episode, Justin, this episode was brought to you by some special people or person because we only recorded one day ago. It's just Christopher Furchick. Oh. He's going to kick you, Furchick. Uh, he's a world beater tier two, so Whoa. he has the power of five regular Patreon. Hello. World beater tier. Uh, Patreon.com slash Talk Giants. You know the drill. You just heard it yesterday. If you were listening to the mailbag, uh, you get to hang out with us live while we're recording the shows. Uh, Patreon's going to see Danny King. I'll tell you what, you don't have that many more opportunities to see Danny King. He's going to take a little break for a couple months and then he'll be back next year. But come and see Danny. I, I look forward to every single time Danny King comes on the show because then I see his hair. I see his fit and what he's got going on. He's a you know he's a good looking college kid. So Danny King's the main perker coming and hanging out with us. Uh, plus, Bobby Skinner will send you some stickers in the mail and there's some shirt raffles. Get your Tommy Cutlet shirts. Patreon.com slash Talking Giants. The six and seven Saints are in a three-way tie for first place in the NFC South, and none of them are playing each other. So they could they could actually have a three-way tie at six and eight next week, which I'm I'm kind of rooting for. Um, this Saints team to me is like the most middling team, meddling team I've ever seen. Right? They're just not really great or horrible in any cat. I mean, like you look at their offense, it's like every single category is like they're ranked fifteenth. Like I'm, I'm going, I'm going through like numbers up fifteenth, 
15th, 16th, 17th. They're just right in the middle of everything. Um, you know, I don't think the Derek Carr stuff has went very well. But defensively, they are a team that has playmakers in the secondary, even though they're not a team that stops the run well or really gets after the, pa- the passer well either. So that's why they're kind of a middling team. It's because they're not really good up front, but in the back end, they are pretty damn good. Yeah, Dalton Philly and I, uh, we do a weekly power rankings video uh, every single week. And, and it's just become to the point, it's gotten to the point where whatever the NFC South standings are, we kind of just have a stretch of three teams in the Falcons, the Saints, and who else? The Bucks. Whoever is first place in that division that week, you're 21, 22, and 23. And, and like, because the those three teams in the NFC South, they're all like so middling and they're all just so kind of average in each of their respective areas and maybe At least those same- other teams have like identities right, right. like you right. know you have the falcons their running game with Bijan. you know they like to get play action and you know jesse bates and then the you know the bucks are you know they're blitz happy under todd Bowles, and they've kind of reinvented themselves with baker getting the ball to mike evans where the saints is just like the most boring team in the nfl um and I feel like they've been that way since, like, Drew Brees left. Like, they've been in this middling kind of situation where they haven't been too bad to get, like, a top, top pick, but they haven't been too good to kind of get back to what they were doing with Drew Brees and Sean Payton towards, you know, their their latter part of the, the 2010s and 20-teens and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, man, this is still still a team where, you know, you, you looked at the Saints at the beginning of the year. It's like, I, I could see this being a team that we could – lose to but also very much see this as a game that we we can win we can go out go down to new orleans and we can take care of business everybody remembers the last time what we did the last time we went to new orleans jabril peppers kenny Galladay might be like the outside i could not get it every time i had the best receiving game but like in the last three years that kenny Galladay game was was really nice uh justin let's start with their defense and the giants offense uh they have the number seven uh, passing defense in yards and efficiency. They also, you know, they get interceptions. They have 14, the third in the NFL. Giants are getting back Darren Waller. Uh, Tommy DeVito, you know, coming off of, to me, like his best game by far going up against this defense. I'm really interested to see how this one looks because their defense gets aggressive, right? Whether it's in man coverage or they're in their zone, they get aggressive out of it too. But uh, they also don't really get after the passer well. Uh, I'm I'm really interested to see what the Giants' game plan is this week because it's not it's not really what they've faced, you know, at really at all with Tommy DeVito as the starting quarterback. No, I think this is besides the Cowboys because DeVito played in that Cowboy game, correct? Or he didn't start it, but he yeah, played he started in it. the Cowboy game. That's his he loss. started it. Okay, so this is the second best defense that Tommy DeVito has seen. Um, but they're not like the Cowboys where they have like this attacking, attacking, attacking identity that could maybe ruin Tommy DeVito's day. Like I, I almost want to say, oh, because the secondary is so aggressive. Oh, I think maybe this is a game where you can run the ball, but the Saints run defenses is good too. So Bobby, I'll just throw it. I think it. their run defense isn't very good at all. Uh, EPA, EPA per play, it's, it's, it's pretty good. Let's see if I have a, if I can actually come up with the ranking here, no, I cannot. The site's not working, but it's it's pretty good. I'm looking at it right now. They're they're above average in in rush EPA per play allowed. Uh, but what are you seeing? Like how how do you think the Giants can attack the Saints defense? I mean, I think it's going to start with the run. The Giants have been trying to run the ball a lot, anyways. You know, their run game hasn't worked very well. But you know, the Saints are 27th in rushing total and yards per carry. Uh, to me, their linebacker play is pretty bad in the run game. Uh, it's like they just 
they aren't aggressive at all. They're not getting downhill at all. They're just kind of sitting and sitting and, and waiting for the action to come to them. Uh, and to me, that's the type of run defense the Giants can have a little more success with, right? Where the Giants, they've struggled with everybody. But what they struggle with the most is those attacking type run defenses where they're getting downhill, where they're having defense alignment shoot gaps. The Saints don't really do that. They're basically, you play the gap that you're lined up in and our linebackers don't play very fast at all. And it's, I think it's led to them having a bad rushing defense. Um, that being said, I do think the Giants, we talked about this with Green Bay last week. The Giants, uh, even though Green Bay doesn't go in like crazy trying to stop the run, they did stack the box consistently. The Giants are, with Tommy DeVito uh, and Saquon Barkley, they are just plan on teams stacking the box. That's the way teams are going to start playing the Giants. They're going to overload fronts. Like, that's what's going to happen. They're going to overload fronts, and then they're going to throw different things on the backside, uh, on the weak side of, of those runs to stop you from getting into, like, weak side zone and, and all that. So, But my, my thing is I'd li- I try and lean on them, right? Like, run double-team type runs, like duo, where you're just doubling, and hey, guess what? Walk that guy back into the linebacker because the linebacker's not going to mess it up because he just sits. Um, so, and that's the thing. Even if they weren't a... Uh, even if they were a good run defense, I think it does start a little bit with that because this is an aggressive passing offense, right? Like passing defense. You got Marshawn Latimer, uh, you know, who we all know how good he is. We got Paul Sunadebo, who's on the outside, having a great year, a long corner, third most forcing completions in man coverage this year. And then Deontay Taylor, they moved him into the slot this year. Like he oh. plays, plays an aggressive style and he has four interceptions. And we've seen that's where DeVito has struggled in some of those quick you know those you know those intermediate the short throws where hey it's not right there immediately or guys are getting a little aggressive and that's where he has his second thoughts so i do think this will be a a similar game plan for the giants though where they're going to try and get in the play action uh especially with darren waller back i think that could be huge they're going to try and get in the play action and throw the ball between 15 and 25 yards and run the ball like i really think we're going to see that's where I think it's going to be similar, despite this not being a similar defense that they faced. Yeah, so I actually wanted to next get into the guys that may be back this week. So Darren Waller cleared, and he was limited on Thursday, which is a good sign, was not a DNP. So yeah, he's, he's playing unless there's a setback. He's looking like he's going to come back, and it also looks like Evan Neal may come back too. What are your thoughts on that? And Because honestly, this this offense is better without Evan Neal in it. You, I mean, if you're starting Tommy DeVito at quarterback, you cannot not start Evan Neal. Evan Neal should be the starter. You need to see what he is in these last four games, see if there's been any mental improvement in his game. And, yeah. and, and you, you know I agree with that, but I'm just saying just from an objective standpoint, like Tyree Phillips has been better than Evan Neal, but you still need to see what Evan Neal can do, I guess. Yeah, Evan, Evan Neal, he's, he has to play. If yeah. you don't play him, it's, it's shocking. If he doesn't – hey, guess what? If you don't want to play him, fine. Do not he can he can't even be in a battle for the starting job then going into next year you know if 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 that's if that's where we're at with Evan Neal right so uh, are you are you there I guess because you know am, am I maybe not seeing it right like is that's is that such an egregious statement that I said that the offense is better with Tyree Phillips at right tackle no I mean I mean Tyree Phillips hasn't been like fantastic but he's had no. good games versus uh, Washington the first go around. Uh, you know, this past week versus Green Bay, you know, I did a segment on him in the O-line report. Like, he he played well, right? I was surprised at how well he played against Rashawn Gary. So, yeah, he has played better than Neil. Now, Neil's made his own improvements, but Neil has to start. It's just it's just a matter of fact. He's the 
You have so much invested in him these last four games. He needs to be a starter. If Neil doesn't start, then you got to put Tyrod Taylor in yeah. the game for, to me. How do you see Darren Waller being used in a Tommy DeVito offense that has been, for you know, first of all, the, the ball's barely thrown to Daniel Bellinger because Daniel Bellinger doesn't really run like your traditional routes. You know, he's been used as like the check down guy, had a nice catch this past week. Um, when basically the Green Bay Packers, you know, they run downfield, run downfield, and then Bellinger's wide open for a check down. He gets a first down, I believe, on a third down. So how do you see, now that, you know, Waller's back and he is definitely a weapon in the passing game, how do you see him being used in a Tommy DeVito run offense and what Tommy DeVito's been able to do? Crossers and RPOs. Love it. Don't, like, we're not, let's not try and run stick concepts and have him running, you know, choice routes. Crossers, crossers, and RPOs—simple stuff for Tommy DeVito, where you can take advantage of his speed and you know take advantage of teams trying to play the run, right? So that—that's the way I would use him. I would not, because of the way DeVito plays, I would not be looking to make this a Darren Waller game plan, like full-on Darren Waller game plan, where he's working all all the quick routes, um, because of the way DeVito plays. Um, Despite the fact that he is there, he is the best receiving option that Devito will play with this year. Yeah, uh, it, it's a shame that the Waller did get hurt because he was playing very well, right? Like he was number one in tight end receiving yards uh, when he got hurt and lost. How, I mean, how many games has he lost since the Jets game? So that's it's been a long time. Feels like yeah, it's been uh, five games, five games including a bye week. So he's been out for six weeks. So here, here he comes back. Yeah, uh, Honey Badger. He has three interceptions this year playing the box. Obviously, we know that they, he can be moved all around and is aggressive and stuff. It's, it's an aggressive, it's an aggressive back end, and their front and their front end is just not that at all. It's the exact opposite. So, yeah. Um, anything else on their on their defense, Justin? No, no. I mean, you mentioned Marshawn Lattimore. We know he's good, but I want to read some numbers about Adebo, where Adebo's t- tied for second in the league in interceptions with four. Um, passes to fl- passes defended. He's tied for fifth at fourteen. Passer rating allowed. He's fifth out of all corners, fifty six point two. He's allowed zero touchdowns this year. His coverage grade is is fifth in the league, and his forced incompletion rate is third in the league at twenty two percent. So uh, Dalton Philly and I, you know, we just recorded. You know, hey, another JM football shout out. Go subscribe. Um, you know, we just recorded our all JM team video and. Adebo was on there for the Saints. It wasn't Marshawn Lattimore and Alante Taylor is a guy that you know was a draft guy a couple years ago who who we you know we kind of liked, we kind of looked at, and you know he takes a lot of chances. And you know when he when he takes those chances, you know he can make some he can make some big plays, he can make some highlight plays. So the secondary is good, and it's another game, Bobby, where I'm looking at this Giants offense, you know, saying, hey, can they can they get a run game going because their offensive line has been really really bad run blocking and they've gotten it sorted together pass blocking, and also I'm looking at it. You know, another Darren Waller game that he's active. I'm looking at he's the X factor in the passing game. If Darren Waller can be effective, if Darren Waller can get things going, then this Giants pass game has a shot. But if they can't get him going, then it then it could be a little bit of tough sledding. Uh, shout out Diggy. He did a, a film breakdown on Adebo. He was a big fan of his. So I just want to give him a shout. Ah, I remember yeah. that. I actually, yeah. I usually don't watch film breakdowns. I watch that one. I, I think I watched it like the day before the draft. Let me get some idea. Diggy did a video on him. Diggy's why, good with those secondary why, guys. Why don't you, yeah? Why don't you talk to us uh, about something? Oh, I'll talk to you about something. Manscaped. Hello, Mary Ballsmas from our friends over at Manscaped. The holidays are approaching, but what if I told you that the celebrations are starting? early this year hmm turns out the perfect gift does exist and who else to bring it down your chimney than the leaders in the below the ways grooming keep calm 
and let your balls jingle this season with Manscaped's new performance package 5.0 Ultra. Whoa, just when I'm getting used to the 4.0, just when I got used to the 3.0, they came out with the 4. Just when I got used to the 4.0, they're going to come out with the 5. And you can look nice when you're going naughty by going to manscaped.com and use code GIANTS for 20% off plus free shipping. Unwrap the gift of smoothness this season with Manscaped. And this special sack includes the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, the Weed Whacker 2.0 Ear and Nose Trimmer. I got to use that soon. Manscaped's liquid for formulations and two free gifts. That's what the package includes, and they're coming through for you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code GIANTS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code GIANTS. Manscaped, get your jingle balls ready for the holidays. You'll be glad you did. All right, the Saints offense. Hard to get a read on this offense. They're, like I said, they're 15th to 17th in basically every category. But it's not this scappy, scrappy team that plays above their weight. Like, I, I think they're fairly talented and they just, they just don't produce the way that they could, right? Like, they're bottom half in red zone percentage, but they're attempting the fourth most field goals. So they're, you know, they're putting three points on the board consistently. And now they're trying They're trying to become more of a run team and getting creative with it, right? Where at the beginning of the f- season, they pass a little more. They're, get, they're getting towards the top of the league, you know, lately in run rate. Uh, and their rushing offense, like, I think it's it's not good. But I feel like for the Giants, you got to kind of be on your P's and Q's against Alvin Kamara and Jamal Williams this week, right? Because they're, they're 20th in total rushing, but they're 29th in yards per carry. So they just have not been very good at it. But they are getting creative, right? Like they're motioning guys into the backfield as blocker. Like even Lynn B- uh, Bowden, like he's he's getting motioned in. They use their fullback, Taysom Hill, obviously. You know the different ways that they can use him. And then with Alvin Kamara, he's going to be he's going to run like their wide midline zone heavy, right? And he's consistently looking for the cutback, and that's where Alvin Kamara is his best as a runner is getting those cutbacks. Uh, so you have to be disciplined and not get over eager, but at the same time, like. Alvin Kamara is averaging 3.9 yards per carry, and he's 32nd of like the 35 backs with carries and yards after contact per attempt. So this is not a great run offense, you know. And they'll they'll, they'll mix it up, right? They'll put in Jamal Williams. They'll get into more gap runs, but I feel like they're like just chase from the back end, right? Like we saw Kayvon make a play like that versus Green Bay because Jamal Williams isn't does not have that burst. You can if you chase the puller from the back end, you'll get some tackles for a loss yeah. the same way against they did versus AJ Dillon, right? Like I look at athletic wise, Jamal Williams and AJ Dillon are very similar where you can chase from the backside. Kamara, you're not going to be able to tape to do stuff like that. Kamara, you got to be way more disciplined uh in those zone runs. Yeah. Important to note Rashid Rashid Shahid. I believe is coming back this week and he's expected to come back from injury and I feel like any time that I've seen like a big fun Saints plate it's been Shahid on on the end of it doing something fun. I mean, he's averaged 16.2 yards per reception this year. Three touchdowns, that's second on the team, and he's only played in 11 games this year. So um, Shahid's a guy to definitely look out for that they're going to have to account for. And that would be, I'll tell you, you know, what's huge. We talked about this last week where, you know, if Christian Watson doesn't play, if, you know, Christian Watson was a, was a DNP for most of the week last week, and we're like, if, you know, if he doesn't play, this is huge. And Wink Martindale can take advantage of it. This Giants defense can take advantage of it because, you know, the, o- overall, these skill position players are not impressive. Even Alvin Kamara, Alvin Kamara is good, but he's not what he kind of used to be. Uh, you know, without Chris Olave, it's like this is a doable 
skill position group that the Giants can shut down, and I'm saying that the same thing this week with Chris, you know, Chris Olave. Chris Olave, yeah, Olave is huge, argument. right? Olave is it's to me one of my favorite receivers in the NFL. Yeah, um, him, you know, he did not practice two practices in a row with that ankle injury, um, so we'll see if he gives it a go. But usually, that means the guy's not going to end up playing, right? Uh, and I, I think that's huge. But Shahid being back does help them, um, you know, and they're 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 best when just. Derek Carr throws the deep ball, right? That's kind of where their offense generates from. Um, and they throw it fairly often, right? But that's that's when you see their offense good. And they have those guys. And Alave can do that, even though he's not going to be doing That's not his main – like, that's not his real focus of his game. But Rashid Shahid, even A.T. Perry, uh, who I liked a lot in the draft, he's starting to get a little more involved. And he doesn't have a bunch of catches, but he averages like 25 yards yeah. per catch that he gets, right? He's that big, big play threat that they have. So they do do the deep ball fairly well. But to me, with them, it's about what happens in between that, right? Like Carr's kind of getting to his check downs and then likes to throw the goat balls. You know, Kamara, six catches per game, but only six yards per catch. Uh, but this to me, Justin, this could be a Wink Masterclass game because this yep. offense, there's parts of it that reminds me of the Panthers and Bears offenses last year where they just cannot set their protections correctly versus the Blitz. And guess what? We have Wink Martindale who's going to throw all types of different shit. And you got to be on your, your, you know, dotting your I's and crossing your T's to make sure you are protected against them. Or they'd rather, because they want to get Kamara involved in the receiving game, they'd rather just send, send five, block five. And when you're facing a Wink Martindale scheme, man, it just leaves you open. There are so many times where I see free rushers that should not be free rushers. I just don't think they set protections correctly. And I think Wink Martindale is going to find the tendencies of what they try to do, how they like to set them, and really take advantage of them. And Derek Carr, is, it to me, is really bad versus the Blitz. I know his uh, box score stats aren't bad, but he has a 23% pressure to sack rate when he blitzes. Uh, and I think with the blitzes and Dexter Lawrence most likely being able to dominate in the middle, it could lead to some really bad Derek Carr, Derek Carr ball this week, right? Like this, the heat's already kind of getting on him in, in New Orleans. It could be, it could be a disaster class for, uh, for Wink Martin or for Derek Carr against Wink Martindale's defense this week. Yeah. And what I love most about the Saints offense is that they rarely score when they're in the red zone, which, you know, what, what's, what's the, <laughs> what's the what's the Achilles heel of the Giants offense is that they they can't score touchdowns and then and then the defense will get tired out and then they'll allow touchdowns and then the game script is over you know at, at least if the Saints offense is going to maybe even find a little success this game you know they're you know they're going to be at home they're going to have the home field advantage and maybe Chris Olave plays the fact if they get down to the red zone and they're kicking field goals that's going to make me feel a lot better about the Giants ability to stay in the game and then win the game if if you know if if the Saints can't convert those red zone opportunities or when they cross the 40 yard line you know into seven points and the Giants this year you know regardless of how bad their offense has been I think they've actually done a solid job, you know, converting those chances into touchdowns. You know, we know how good, you know, Mike Kafka and Brian Dable are inside the red zone. So that's something that I really trust this team to do if they get down there to to finish those drives. I want to ask you, I have this thing with Taysom Hill that I, I kind of like him and I wish they used him more. What do you think of, what do you think of Taysom Hill as a football player? He's a fascinating one to me. When they just use him in like wildcat running the ball. It's good. <laughs> it is good, right? Like it's just, it's hard to defend because he kind of is like mastered 
that, right? Where it's like you throw like the Giants. I know the Giants had success with Saquon this past week, but it's like they don't like that's just kind of like an extra thing in their playbook. Where Taysom Hill, he's kind of mastered it, and he runs behind his pads. He understands it, like he knows when to pull. Like it actually works pretty well when they do that. I actually remember breaking down some runs last year against the Seahawks, where it's just like they just started fucking running power with Taysom Hill. Uh, and obviously he that gives you too. He has twenty six catches on the year. He's like a tight end too. Yeah, yeah. So I, I you know, I, the, the receiving game, I don't like. I don't, I don't view him as like some advantage there. But it's, it's the run game where I really do view him as yeah. a, as an actual advantage. So why I hope it is a wink game where he gets after it because I, I think this is a key game into getting a third and long. I mean, oh shocker. I mean, that's that's every game, but I think this is a key game to getting the third and long because. Taysom Hill has a, I believe his rushing success rate is 67.1%. He has 70 attempts on the year, so it's not like he isn't getting attempts, he isn't getting opportunities, and that's why that success rate is so high. And a successful rush gains at least 40% of the yards required on first down, 60% of the yards required on second down, on 100% on third and fourth down. And I just have a feeling that they use Taysom Hill. If it's a third and short, all right, let's bring Taysom Hill up there. Let's put a bunch of offensive linemen on the field and tight ends, and let's just run out of it and you know, even have the option to throw maybe, I guess, but he only has eight pass attempts on the year. And that's when Taysom Hill's really utilized on like those third and shorts. So, And he's good at it. The Saints are good at it. So I think this is a huge game of getting into third and long. Keep Derek Carr on the field, get pressure in his face, and maybe force him to make some mistakes. Yeah, I, I really think this could be a bad Derek Carr game if, like you said, they're able to stop them from being able to run the ball as much as they want to. Who intercepted Derek Carr twice in 2021 for the Giants? It was Xavier McKinney. Yeah, that was an yeah. easy one. That was an easy one. Who strip-sacked him for a game-ender? Quincy Roche. Uh, who did he miss who was wide open for a touchdown with James Bradbury in coverage? Darren Waller. Darren Waller. Good trivia. Good trivia. Thank you. Uh, just stole Danny's all of Danny's trivia. That was yeah. all of his questions. Yeah, we should start doing that. Just start tweeting every trivia. Like, just tweet out like twenty trivia. I guess Wes kind of does that sometimes with uh, New York Giants daily trivia. And that's where Danny gets half of his trivia from. How old is Taysom Hill? Um, is this a trivia question? Yeah, my guess is twenty-seven. Are you serious? He's thirty-three years old. He's- no way. You know who I had a realization who's pretty old too this week. How much money Taysom Hill's getting? How you know who I had a realization who's pretty old this week. Who? Tommy DeVito. He's he's twenty. What do you mean old? He's, he's he is the same. He's twenty five. Yeah, but he's a rookie. Like I, I had a realization when he's old. like the class of two thousand seventeen. I'm talking about like rookies. You think of like 21, 22 years old. Like yeah, I, I get it. He's I he's it. he's a year younger than Daniel Jones. DJ's twenty four. Wow. Twenty six. Oh oh, you're young. Oh, that's math. Good job understanding uh, English, Justin. All right. Uh, do you want to talk about something? Yeah, I, w- I do want to talk about something before we bring Danny King. I want to talk about Ray Shady. Ray, today's episode is sponsored by Shady Rays. It's the season of giving people Shady Rays. Give the perfect gift for a special someone, yourself, or both. Both of them. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with premium polarized shades and quick swap snow goggles that won't break the bank. They won't break Deontay Banks either. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company that offers an unrivaled product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. 
durable frames and world-class optics for all outdoor adventures. I actually think I saw Deontay Banks wearing some Shady Rays in that picture. Oh, yeah. Where it's like the bank is closed. You've been locked up. If you're into winter sports like Deontay Banks, their quick-swap snow lenses move effortlessly between full sun to low-light environments. That's not all. That's not all. Here comes baby playing basketball. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Not just a good protection. It's insane in the membrane. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase exclusively for our listeners. Shady Rays is giving out a very great deal for the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code GIANTS for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. You'll be glad you did. Shady Rays! Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right. We now welcome on Danny King to the show for some weather and trivia. Danny, what's the weather looking like in New Orleans this weekend? Uh, it's looking domey. It's going to be a lot of dome, but it's going to be 58 degrees. It's going to be raining outside, apparently. So I don't know how New Orleans fans tailgate, if they do tailgate. I don't know how that works, but if you're walking there, it's going to be raining. It's also going to be really windy. It's going to be 22 miles per hour. So at least be happy you're inside the stadium. But when you're leaving, it's probably not going to be fun. It'll be raining towards the end of the game as well. But it's just not going to be the most nicest. Actually, no, it's going to be clear at the end of the game, but it's just going to be windy. So it's going to be like a chill for New Orleans. Do they still have the whistle guy there? Oh, God, I hope not. That guy's so frustrated. Who was that? So they have like a guy who dresses up as a whistle and he whistles really loudly. Um, sure. He's, he's, I, 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 I hate people that do that. It's just like that makes out. sense. I remember uh, someone posted the other day. It's like, remember when the NFL went to play in Mexico and someone just had a green laser in oh. Brock Osweiler's <laughs> eyes the entire fucking time? <laughs> um, just, just wonderful. It's like, yeah, welcome, welcome. This we do things a little different down south. Um, Eastbound, <laughs> I, was, I was watching Eastbound and Down, like I said on the end. Yeah. And Stevie says to him, he's like, I look at you as like the father of all Mexicans, which is just, that shows, that shows wonderfully stupid. All right. Danny, what do we got for trivia this week? All right. So back on December 9th, 2012, I believe I got the date right. The Giants defeated the Saints 52 to 27. It was a good game for Eli. He threw four touchdown passes, one to Victor Cruz, the other to Hakeem Nix. Can you name the other two he threw a touchdown pass to? And David Wilson ran two in, so it is not David Wilson. There's two more receiving touchdowns that Eli Manning threw. I was going to say that's the David Wilson game um, because that was the David Wilson game. Uh, So he threw one to Cruz and one to who else? Hakeem. Hakeem Nix. Okay, so it it wasn't a receiver. Is this a Myers? Myers, the tight end? No, I think we already did a Myers game. I'm going to say... Think, uh, I think it was right after, though. Oh, no, 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 uh, no, 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 no. Well, who came first, Myers or maybe Martellus Bennett? That might be Martellus Bennett. I think, all right, my, my one answer is Martellus Bennett. And uh, then there's one more, Danny? Yeah, there's one more. Okay. 
Wait, there it's one player who had two touchdowns or no? Two there's a, there's two. It was one player had one, the other player had the other. So, so there's two players' names I need. Uh, Bobby, you, you, say, you 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 get the I next player. I don't I don't know. That's not a player. Henry Hinoski. <laughs> yep, that's it. That, that's the player, but it's not the correct player. Uh, Bartellus Bennett was correct. Justin, oh. that was a great great grab right there. Bartellus Bennett. One the other one. was Dominique Kixon. He caught the other receiver touchdown from Eli Mann in that game. So it was Martellus Bennett and good old Hickson. So solid guess on Bennett. I was Thank thinking you. I could trip it up with the Bennett, but no, we, Bennett still was able to get God. So great week of trivia right Forget there. Forget that Martellus Bennett did play for the Giants. Like, one year. He was a productive player in the NFL. Um, all right. Uh, so that's trivia. All right. So fantasy this week. Uh, just me picking first. He's 81 points off the lead. I'll be picking second after a 45 and a half point outing. I stretched my lead over Danny. He'll be taking third by 12.9 points. So obviously I still, Danny could pass me this week if he has, you know, 13 more points, which is very doable. But I did, uh, the math. I need to score 44 and a half points per game to overcome Justin's record in 2020 for most points per game. Ooh. Um, so that is that is on my goal. Now, obviously, I'm not going to get 45 points every week, so I need like a 60, 65 point outing in in one of these games. And the, the Eagles games might actually help with that. Um, so we'll we'll see how it all goes. But Justin, you have the first pick this week. I don't think it's an easy one either. No, I think you're being sarcastic. It, it, there would have been a little bit. Actually, I think there's what? two players. That there's there are two players. It originally was three. You forget that. The one guy exists. I'm going to take Saquon Barkley. I'm going to take Saquon Barkley. I I actually had him second on the big board for this game because Alvin Kamara just gets a lot of catches. He gets volume. Yeah, so much volume. That's literally why he's one of the best fantasy running backs. Yeah, he just gets volume. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. He gets so much. I'm looking for a black pen instead of a blue pen. Uh, yeah, he gets all the volume, uh, and I think he can have like a halfway decent running game against the Giants, or at least produce some big runs, maybe get a touchdown. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm going to go Alvin Kamara with my second pick. Danny, you have back to back picks. Man, the, the, now now it gets tough because I I, I want to get interested with it. So I think here because I know he's D- DNP, the other guy limited. I would take Wandale here because he had a good game last week against oh. the Packers, and I think. Him and Tommy kind of have something going there, so maybe he can replicate that. And then this is just my fun, why not, screw it pick, because I think he's going to play. I think oh, You're going to do play. this again? What do you, no, I'm not talking about who you think I'm talking about. Oh. Uh, I, I, I'm going to have fun with it. Give me Taysom Hill. I'm taking him off the board now. I'm taking no Taysom Hill. Hmm. I had no. him ninth on the big board. You're taking him fourth. No way. That, that's a ballsy pick, being twelve points back. That when you, when you're that, I, I feel the need to go big right there, and I'm gonna make it interested by taking Taysom Hill. See, I disagree with your strategy. Twelve points back to me, that's like just play conservative, the, make it. To yeah, the next you got You just gotta pick. You gotta pick points. You gotta pick. Take the points. You gotta take profits. Like we're Justin, he's gotta go for the big swings, even though his big swing last week in Hyatt didn't work out. No. All right, I'm back on the clock. I had one deal. Um. Yeah, but you pick Hyatt in the first. Uh, I'm going to go Darius Slayton. Mm. Right? Like, I don't trust Waller. Like, they could have Waller on a snap count for all we know. 
Uh, I'd be interesting to see who they cover, you know, who they use, if they use Lattimore or Adebo on them. Uh, but I'm just... I'm kind of regretting this right now, but I'm going to go Darius Slayton. No, I'm I'm, reg- I'm regretting picking that. I already wrote it. If I didn't write it down, I changed my pick. Justin, you got back-to-back picks. Hmm. <laughs> Give me Darren Waller. I have a feeling he's going to be on a snap, uh, a pitch count. Yeah, Give that's me a ballsy Dar- second pick for a pitch count. Give me a uh, give me Darren Waller and uh man. Man, 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 man. Does Michael Thomas still exist? No. No, he's out. Michael Thomas doesn't exist. I'll take uh Shahid. Oh, that's disappointing. <laughs> okay, so you made it uh easy for me because I if I had to pick between Rashid and Olave. I don't think Olave's going to play, though. So do I even use the pick on him? Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not drafting Olave. Like. Yeah, but I just feel like I don't have any other like good option here. You know what? Maybe Jalen Hyatt gets a couple big plays with the addition of Darren Wall. I, I'm going to go to Jalen Hyatt with a third pick. It's fair. Um, I just don't feel like I, I don't feel comfortable taking Olave here over other guys on the big board. So sorry, Chris Olave. I love you. You're my wide receiver one, but I'm going Jalen Hyatt. Danny, you got uh, your last two picks. Fun. I love that. Um, all right, so these are tradable, so I should probably just be smart and just, in case he does go, I should just take Olave so I could trade it. So I'll take Olave. Why not? Chris Olave in the, the third. And ninth pick. Tradable. And, I mean, he kind of did get some reps last week. He had a touchdown. Do I bet he has another touchdown? This is a horrible week for me. Looking back at my strategy, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Isaiah Hodgins. You know, I traded Isaiah Hodgins for Patrick Taylor. I know. And uh, you probably would have had up... you would have had a bigger lead on me. Yeah, I don't think it made a. We'll see. He had two catches for 19 yards and a touchdown, so that's 3.9. That's 9.9. Patrick Taylor had like four or five points, so it doesn't make a huge difference. But hey, I'm going for the scoring record, so that shit does matter okay, to me. Okay. Um. So I have Jawan Jones. The Saints, their tight end room is so weird. Like they give the touchdowns go to Jimmy Graham. They got Foster Moreau, Jawan Johnson. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go big game hunting because Chris Olave might not play, and I'm going to believe in my my draft hype on this guy. At Perry, rookie oh. out of Wake Forest. I'm going to go At Perry. He gets big plays. I mean, he led them in receiving last week. That is a fact. He led the Saints in receiving last week. Um, Adore has not been playing very well. Uh, you know, he's a big dude. Maybe Banks you know, loses one at the catch point. I'm going to go AT pair. I'm going big big game hunt. Justin, you have the last pick. Yeah. Um, I mean, either do I get fun and do I take Jimmy Graham for the vibes, even though he has three catches on the year. Four, four catches, ca- three touchdowns. Four catches, three touchdowns. Um Give me Jawan Johnson. Jawan Johnson. That's the right pick. All right. No one went off of the... I put 12 people on the big board. All 12 went. No one, no one went off the beaten path. All right. So to recap, Justin, who is 81 points off the lead, took Saquon, Darren Waller, yep. Rashid Shahid, and Jawan Johnson. Myself in first. Got Alvin Kamara, Darius Slayton, Jalen Hyatt, A.T. Perry. Danny in second. Uh, 
back 13 points. Wandale, Taysom Hill, Chris Olave, and Isaiah Hodgins. Who are you going to trade Chris Olave for when he doesn't play, Danny? Um, That's a good question. That'll be research I'll going to be doing throughout the week based off that situation. Jimmy Graham. Yeah, let's see if you remember to do it. Oh, you did not take – I mean, I'll be home, so I'll definitely remember to take it. Okay. All right. All right, Giant Factors. Justin, who is your week 15 Giant Factor? Dude, I – you would think I would really think about it before, but – I did think about mine a lot, and I didn't talk about it in the first portion, so if you take mine, I'm going to be really angry. I mean, I already talked about Darren Waller. I already talked about Evan Neal, but they're coming off of injury. You know what? Let's get kooky. Ben Bredesen. Boom. Okay, that's fine. Whoa, where'd that come from, Justin? Well, I want the Giants to run the ball. Kind of want the Giants to run the ball this game. Saints secondary is good. They're big game hunting out there. I know Tommy DeVito's protected the ball well, but they may bait him into some stuff, and they may take him to school a little bit. Well, let's get going a little bit, Ben Bredesen. Justin Pugh came on this show, talked all, sang your praises. Let's get going. Let's open up some holes, lead that interior uh, to good places. Ben Bredesen's my giant factor. Whoa, that came out of right field. Yeah, he didn't play very well versus the Packers. Devontae Wyatt basically had his way with him. All right, my giant factor for this week is Micah McFadden. Whoa. What a great one. Micah McFadden has been taken off the field on third downs consistently. Uh, Isaiah Simmons is on the injury report. Maybe he doesn't play. So you're going to have to play in those coverage downs. You are facing a team that likes to play wide zone and hit the cutback with uh, Alvin Kamar. You cannot play overly aggressive versus that. You have to play gap responsible, but you also got to get over the top to stop them making from a big play. So you have to be playing smart and aggressive. You can't just be triggering downhill while OKRK cleans stuff up. You can't do that in this game because Kamara is so great at getting back to the cutback. Also, Kamara gets used in the receiving game a lot, right? You got to be on top of that. Even though you're not a man coverage, you could be in zone. Uh, you know, screen games, you know, Rashid Shahid, you can be used in that. Uh, you know, my, uh, Alvin Kamara, obviously, the Giants, you got to make those tackles in the open field. You didn't do that versus AJ Dillon a week ago. So, Micah McFadden, you are truly a giant factor this week because you've been playing well. We need a big game out of Micah McFadden for the Giants defense to be as dominant as it possibly could be versus Derek Carr in these things. So Micah McFadden be a giant factor. Danny, who is your week 15 giant factor? I know y'all talked about him and he is, uh, looks like he may come back this week. So I'll keep it short as sweet. I mean, Evan Neal, everyone hates you quite frankly. I, I, I don't know many giant fans that do like you, especially after your whole flipping burger content, but there's, we would love for you to work out as the future right tackle or if they move you somewhere else. But Evan if you're out there, be a reason why the Giants do not lose this game. At least we, we drafted you highly. You got to prove something here. And these last few games are monumental. So hopefully you can come back. Hopefully you can prove something, show why the Giants entrusted you with such a high value draft pick. Evan Neal, uh, don't flip burgers. Be a Giant factor. Yeah, be good. How about that? That'd be that'd be really nice. All right, spread picks. The listeners, they 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 just they're not having any bad weeks. They went five and three last week. They are fifty nine and forty nine. I've been slowly and surely chipping away though, and I mm. am tied with Danny King in second place at fifty three and fifty five. And guess what? If the Eagles would have won covered this past week, I would have been back to five hundred. My go- I am running my own race. I got to get over 500. I've done it every year that we've done spread picks. I got to get over 500. Uh, I went six and two last week. Danny went five and three. 
And then Justin, he went three and five. He's forty six and sixty two. It's going to be tough these last four weeks for you, Justin. Sure, but I, like it is so important for me to be able to say week one next year, hey, I've been over five hundred every single year. And even though if the listeners win, I still want to win out of us three. So, uh, before we get into the spread picks, Danny, who are they brought to us by? Guys, the NFL season is almost over. I'm sad. It's a terrible. It's always a sad time when it comes to an end. But we got to make every second count. And with DraftKings Sportsbook, Two months. you you can make the most out of every game day. Bet on your favorite teams for a shot at winning big bucks. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bet for betting five dollars on any matchup. That ain't too shabby. So if you haven't already, I don't know why you would have done it by now. Go. Get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports better partner of the NFL. Download the app now. It doesn't take that long. And use promo code WORLD. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bet for better just 5 bucks on the NFL, only on DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code WORLD. The crown is yours. Go take it, people. Gambler problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. I'll be having Blue Hill Casino Air Resort. Must be 20 or older. In most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details at state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligible the positive restrictions apply. Bowes best expire 168 hours after issue his terms at sportsbook.draftkicks.com slash football terms. You'll be glad you did. Be glad you did. Thursday night football. We've got the Justin Herbert list, Keenan Allen list, Chargers at the Raiders, who literally scored zero points last week. The Chargers scored zero points the week before. Raiders minus three. The listeners represented by Giant Roddy Piper, who, by the way, has represented the listeners before, went five and three in week four of 2021. They are going Chargers plus three. I'm going Raiders minus three. I'm taking Antonio Pierce versus uh, the badly coached Chargers without their hero ball quarterback and their best receiver in Keenan Allen. And so I'm going Raiders minus three. Justin. I am also going Raiders minus three. Is, is, is Aiden O'Connell still the Chargers quarterback this week? Have they made that change yet? Or well, he's on the Raiders week? now. He's so. on the Raiders. Yeah, I know. Is, is he going to be the quarterback? Is, like, is he still going to be their quarterback this week? Or is I it, would assume so, switch? unless they're hiding it. Yeah, I don't know if they made the switch yet. I'll go to make the. I'll go to pick the Chargers. I'll be different. All right, so me and Danny, one of us, unless they push, which has happened, uh, me, one one of me or Danny will be sole second place when. The games start on Saturday. We actually have three Saturday games, and they're all in here because they all have playoff implications. Uh, speaking of playoffs, are you have you guys made the fantasy football playoffs in your main leagues? No, no, my team Bad choked. Year. My team choked, lost five straight. Your team choked. Yep. Started Tommy DeVito this week. It was the coaches. Nah, I blame all my players. I had a bad, I had a bad year. And Joe Burrow. I had a bounce back last year. Year last year, I like started paying attention to fantasy football Twitter, and I had my worst year ever. And this year, I said, "I'm going back to, you know, he got that dog in him type of an- analysis." Yep. Uh, Vikings at Bengals minus three on Saturday. What do you have in this one, Danny? Uh Josh man. Dobbs getting benched for Nick Mullins, by the way, too. Yeah, yep. the, yeah. You just Vikings. I mean, maybe Nick Mullins is that much better, but I'm just gonna. 
take the Bengals. Jake Browning looking pretty fun, and they're just a better team than the Vikings right now. Just as simple as that. I'm also going to take the Bengals. I, I feel like... um, Why am I blanking on his name? Oh, my God. Chase Brown? No, 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 no. Nobody tell me. Nobody tell me. Brian Flores, thank you. Uh, Brian Flores in that defense. I mean, you know, they have somehow have a higher blitz rate than Wink. And, you know, hey, I'm not going to say I know that they struggle with screens like they do, like, you know, the Giants do with the high blitz rate. But... The Bengals and what Zach Taylor's been able to do is really just be surgical and getting the ball um, out of the quarterback's hands. Um, and the average depth of target's been really low, um, and they've kind of kept themselves on schedule. And I think that could match up well against the Vikings and Brian Flores. I disagree. I, th- I think this uh, Jake oh. Browning, um, Mickey Mouse run of throwing screen passes uh, comes to an end. I'm going Vikings plus three. They bounce back. That defense has a really good game against against them. And you know what? Nick Mullins is actually like, Score points before yeah. in the NFL, so he's not totally incapable. Yeah. Uh, Justin Arumo, Jefferson should be playing. Luana Rumo hasn't been too hot. Um, the 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 second half of this year, the de- defense is not playing that great in Cincy. So I could also say it, Bobby. Steelers at Colts minus one and a half. Unfortunately, this game does have playoff implications. I wish it didn't. Uh, I'm going to go Colts minus one and a half again I, without Kenny Pickett. I'm just like the Steelers. I'm not. I'm not picking the Steelers against anybody. I'm going Colts minus one and a half. Listeners agree with me. Um, Danny, who do you got? Yeah, I'll go Colts as well. The Steelers are just horrible without Kenny Pickett, and uh, the Colts are they're a fun team still. So give me the Colts. Justin, everybody's gone Colts. Yep. Give me Steelers. The Steelers. All right, this is the game I have the hardest time figuring out what's what's going to happen. We've got Broncos at Lions minus four and a half. This is a big show me game, even though I'm I'm kind of in on the Broncos and I think they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, and I don't think they need to win this game for that to happen either. Uh, this is the show. This is the show me game of the week. And I'm going to go Broncos here. I'm just going to if if it's a show me game, I'm going to take the points and I'm going to say show me the points. I'm going Broncos. They're they're a tough gritty team by Sean Payton. I think the Saints might be a lot better team if Sean Payton was coaching them. By the way, uh, Justin, what do you got? Dude, Broncos defense has been playing out of its mind, out of its mind, and Aaron Glenn may lose his job. Give me the Bronx. Listeners agree. Danny, is it a clean sweep? It will not be. I'll take the Lions. They're yes. home. I think they have a bounce back week this week, even though I do agree with Justin Eric Glenn will probably be fired at some point, whether the season's over. The Lions have been a little sketchy for like a few weeks in a row now. That's the thing with the Lions that worries me. Yeah. Uh, it's they like, what is, what is happening oh, nice. over That's there? Nice. So I, I'm, I'm dialed into this game, and it's a show-me game. They could also win by three. So I kind of regret taking the Lions. I mean, you took no, the I, no, I took the Broncos. Oh, never mind. I'm good. Bucks at Packers minus three and a half. Did that Jordan Love game totally like move, turn me off from Jordan Love? Like actually really watching him deeply. Uh, and I think Todd Bowles is going to get out after it. This is my pick of the week. Bucks plus three and a half. Jordan Love stinks. Uh, listeners uh, disagree with me. They're going Packers. What about you, Danny? Not only did that like kind of like maybe Jordan Love isn't all that yet. That defense was just horrible. They they, they I I did not. They were just making it easy. They allowed Tommy DeVito to go down the field like however many sac- minutes. So I'm taking the the box. I, I think they could easily take advantage of this game. 
Christian Watson is out again. Give me the Bucks. As first to listeners, this is a big game now. Game of the week. Cowboys at Bills minus two. What do you got in this one, Justin? I have the Bills. Yeah, I kind of just have a feeling the Bills are going to win this game. The Bills are still a good team. Like the Cowboys are at their at their highest, right? Like it's oh my gosh, they're at their highest. They finally beat a good team, and it would be so Cowboys to just lose this game. But it's um, also it doesn't make the Cowboys like a disrespect. Like dis- the no, Bills but what if are the Bills still win a good by team. Like, what if the Bills win by like pretty handedly? That that would that would be I guess I guess a different story. No, like I don't think Cow- Dak. I think that the Dak will do good versus that defense. So I don't think that's going to happen. But I do think. The Bills end up winning this one. The listeners yeah. are going Cowboys. Danny, who are you going? I know they're not home, but I'm also taking the Cowboys. They're just they're just the better team. Yeah, I mean they that's, are the better that's team. Like, that's true to say. Like the Cowboys are the better team than the Bills. Uh, listen or listeners, uh, Ravens at Jags plus three. What do you got in this one, Danny? Ravens at Jags. Jags looked bad last week. Um, yeah, I'm gonna take the Ravens. They're just the the hotter team right now, and they had Malik Cunningham, greatest quarterback room uh, known the man. Yeah, I, I'm not. Now, I I didn't think Trevor Lawrence would do good versus the Browns, but the Ravens are a damn like they're the Brown him them and the Browns are the best two defenses in the NFL, and I don't trust the Jags versus those types of defenses. So I'm, I'm going Ravens minus three as well. The listeners are too. Justin, clean sweep. Clean sweep. Yeah, Ravens defense, very, very good. And Trevor Lawrence did not. Like, Trevor Lawrence did look bad last week. Eagles at Seahawks, Monday Night Football. Seahawks plus four. I just don't have any faith. Like, I think the Eagles bounce back. The Eagles minus four. Like, the Seahawks aren't aren't a, very, aren't a super good team. Eagles minus four. Justin. Seahawks plus. Oh, don't write it down. Don't write it down. Don't write it down. Da, 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 da. What's the status of Geno Smith? Not very good. Yeah. <laughs> I can pull the Seahawks injury report. This spread should be more. Or no, it's too close. Like it. Yeah, it's like. All right, so then take the Eagles in. Seahawks. Danny. What? Uh, I'm taking the the Eagles since, uh, yes, they sucked last week, but they are a better team than the Seahawks. Also, Geno Smith did practice today. I don't know how much, though. Listeners are taking Eagles as well. All right, it's time for Giants and Saints score predictions. Danny, what is your score prediction for Week 15, New York Giants at New Orleans Saints, 1 o'clock on Fox? You know, you just got to keep riding the hot hand, and uh, the Giants are going to win this week. Uh They'll probably win. Uh, I think they'll put up the same scores last week. I think they'll score twenty-four, and I think Derek Carr will get booed off the field after the Saints only score fourteen points. Wow, I like it. I like it, Justin. How about you? 23-21. Giants win. The season is still alive. I need it. 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 Give me an excuse to go down to Philadelphia Christmas Day. Give me an excuse. I'm going to be pissed off if the Giants lose this game. Because I have expectations to win. Capital W, capital I, capital N, win. 
winners. The Saints are not a good team to me. They only have one more win than the New York Giants. The Giants are on a three-game winning streak. They're going to turn it into four. And we're going to talk about the playoffs, damn it. We are going to talk about the playoffs, and we are going to get hyped for that Eagles game. We're going to have an extra day to get hyped about it. We're going we're gonna to do it. And I'm picking the Giants 77, Saints 0. We will see you Monday for the fourth straight victory podcast. We'll see you then. Until then, let's go Big Blue.